BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. It is Friday, and Colton Underwood's new Netflix series, Coming Out Colton, has dropped its six episodes. Um, When you're hearing this, it is a few days before it came out. I got a little sneak peek, and I wanted to break some of it down for you. Um, This show has obviously been controversial from the start. In case you missed it, um, Colton came out as gay in February, in April of this year on Good Morning America during an interview with Robin Roberts, and the reactions were mixed, um, kind of as expected. People were happy for him to be, you know, living his his life and to come out and be comfortable enough to speak out and tell his story. But at the same time, obviously, the the other side of it is that at the end of his relationship with Cassie, things got very tumultuous and he was accused of harassment and stalking and she filed a restraining order against him. Then she obtained the restraining order in September of 2020 and it was dropped by November 2020. Um, and the details of how they kind of resolved it have been kept very under wraps. They pretty much remain under wraps in this show, although Cassie does come up a few times. And I'm going to give you a little brief recap of everything that was said in case you don't feel like checking out this Netflix series. The show, like I said, has been controversial from the start simply because people feel like it's unfair that Colton is given this platform um, for a number of reasons, mainly that, you know, he was accused of being a stalker and harassing his ex-girlfriend. And now we're rewarding him with a Netflix series. Um, And I totally think that that is fair. And I'm sure you'll hear me say that about a thousand times as I go through some of these episodes and just give you some revelations about what Colton did say. Quick little background. The cameras started rolling on this show in November of 2020. So Cassie and Colton, before they broke up, were in talks to have their own reality series. Um, And instead, when they broke up, things turned into Colton having his own show and this journey of him coming out. Everything I've heard is that people who worked on the show actually maybe knew a little bit more about what it was going to be than even his own family and the people who ended up being featured. Because you see, if you watch it, Colton coming out to his mom and his dad and his brother and members of his family and church and community for the first time, seemingly on camera, which is very interesting and goes into how the production of this show kind of works and brings me to the first episode, which is called Family. Each episode kind of tackles a different part of Colton's life and him telling them. And in the family episode, you see him come out to his mom 
And it, it's interesting because it's hard to totally get a grip on on the reactions because I part of me feels like, okay, with some of this staged or recreated and another part of me is like, I'm sure his parents maybe, you know, also weren't overly comfortable in front of the camera and what did they think they were filming? And it's all a little confusing, but his mom and him seem to have a decent relationship. They're drinking margaritas. She's obviously caught a little off guard. She asks a lot of questions, but I really think a huge part of the reactions are because of the cameras. That's not a natural thing. I mean, they made appearances, I guess, on The Bachelor, but these, you know, his family is not used to being on a show, let alone hearing this, you know, big revelation about their son on camera. So, the, the mom is pretty supportive. His brother kind of jokes and brings up their Catholic past. They seem to have a decent relationship. And his dad is the big one because his relationship with his father was rooted a lot about football and masculinity. They go on a fishing trip and he tells his dad and you can tell Colton's pretty nervous to tell his dad. So I, I'm more inclined to believe that the dad genuinely did find out on this, this docu-series um, maybe his mom's was recreated or something. Maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. Um, but his dad did tell the New York Times while they were promoting this show, which I thought was interesting. I'm not saying I'm upset about it, but I would have preferred it done differently. He said, but my son is an entertainer. Let's face it. That's what he's chosen to do for his career. Am I going to say it's for fame? No. Did he come out on TV for money? Sure. But who in reality entertainment doesn't leverage their life and put it all out there for money? So I thought that comment was kind of wild to come from your own dad. And I, I, it's kind of both sides of it, right? It's like Colton's job, I guess, is to be a reality star, but he didn't have to be. Even with all the Cassie stuff, like I'll get into it a little deeper in a second, but he kind of constantly says that he, he feels bad and, you know, he, he ruined this girl's life because he couldn't deal with himself. And there are certain moments when he kind of owns it and other moments when he almost gets defensive about it. But all in all... If you're so worried about Cassie and you feel that bad, why are you doing this show less than a year after all of this went down to then bring it all back up in a way where you are making money and you are, you know, bringing up this controversy and using this to monetize, which is what Cassie accused him of doing over a year ago in that lengthy Instagram post before they even the restraining order happened and before the allegations of the tracking device under the car, at least before they were public. And she hasn't even done a YouTube video or a post besides thanking people for support the day of GMA. Like, and again, good for her, I guess, taking the high road. I just don't know how she's doing it. And I'm going to be very curious after this comes out, if she'll continue to do so. It seems like legally they are not supposed to talk about each other, which he kind of brings up in interviews that he's done. And on the show, he doesn't give much when to fast forward when it's the day of the GMA interview. Gus Kenworthy, who is featured on every episode as Colton's kind of best friend and as a gay athlete who is guiding him and introducing him to his friends and explaining terms and um, opening his eyes to what it's like to date as a gay man and just kind of being in the public eye and just being friends. Um, he brings kind of a lightness to the show, which is weird because the tone is confusing. Also, it's like very serious and there's cliffhangers, even though it's a streamer and it's all out at once. And that part feels kind of icky to me too. It's like, let's have a cliffhanger on how Colton's dad reacts to him coming out as gay. I, I don't know. I don't love it. I think if anything, this could have been like a one-off, um, but I don't even think it was needed. I think that if Colton truly wanted to be happy and just live his life, he, he could have done so off camera. I, you know, I guess he wants to have a career as well, but I just don't think that this was necessarily the way to do it. And for his own dad to say 
did he come out on TV for money? Sure. But who in entertainment doesn't leverage their life and put it all out there for money? Again, I guess that's true. It's just a little icky to me the way it was formatted. And the tone is kind of confusing because Gus is very silly and light. And they seem to do have like a genuine friendship. It doesn't really feel super forced. I mean, they're obviously going around and he's you know bringing him to a gay sex shop. He's bringing him out in Nashville with their friends and they're doing those things for the cameras, but they do seem to have a real rapport and are real friends. Um, and I believe Colton is actually dating one of Gus's friends now, which I'll get to in a second. But um, when they're on the show, him and his dad are fishing. His dad says, I'm not going to kid you. I'm a little shocked. I wasn't planning on hearing that today. When did you realize that? Um, I wish I would tell you we're going to get hammered for this, but you probably will. And Colton says that the day I got the restraining order on me was when I knew I had to change. I knew she was my last straight relationship. I didn't want to have to deal with this, which is interesting. So he, you know, kind of says that the day Cassie filed our restraining order against him was the last day he could hide from the fact that he was not a straight man. It's pretty dark that it took that and it's messy and there's a lot of layers there, but that's what he cites. And it's beyond, beyond unfortunate and quite frankly, unacceptable that it took, you know, torturing someone else to come to these terms. I don't know what it's like to be a closeted gay football player. So I can't completely understand. In my opinion, you know, it's it's obviously unfortunate. And he says that it took something that extreme and to affect somebody else's life um, to hide something. In the end, his dad does offer to tell people for him and their family. He says their love doesn't change. Something similar. The mom said, you know, like, we love you. The, the brother said, we love you. So, you know, that was nice. Obviously, you don't wish anything horrible on him his parents and how they would react and who knows if it would air or if it did i don't know um but the whole thing was just interesting it's very bizarre to watch um and again kind of question like is this how it really happened and are we recreating this or is this genuine and what did they think they were filming his conversations with gus kenworthy get pretty candid he talks about some medication he was taking um which is you know a, he kind of hinted at during gma and some suicidal thoughts which is obviously very sad. Um, and now I know that he is in a better place. So that's good. On the first episode, he does go into some bachelor stuff. He talks about how during the first rose ceremony, when he met Cassie, he says, quote, I felt myself becoming more of a straight man. Their hometown date, I felt like I found someone who could change me. The night Cassie tried to quit the show, he said there was a big part of me thinking that if I can't get there with you, I can't get there with any other woman. Their relationship was very up and down post-show. And then he says that he started to spiral. He says, quote, I was effed up. I was suppressing my sexuality so hard. I was taking medication daily. It made me a paranoid freak. I didn't trust a lot of people. I was doing everything I could to protect a secret. I lost my mind and I did some things, said some things I'm not proud of, not making excuses. I did F up. I made mistakes. And the show does show um, some screenshots of the restraining order, which we have broken down before on this show and on usmagazine.com and the big, obviously, revelations he was showing up at her house in the middle of the night, allegedly, he was apparently, supposedly, allegedly had to burn her phones where he would send her these text messages and kind of taunt her, uh, threaten her about exposing things about her past relationships. He allegedly put a tracking device under her car and obviously just made her life very uncomfortable and make her feel very unsafe. Also in that New York Times profile, Jeff Jenkins, who's the executive producer of Coming Out Colton, he worked on uh, Caitlyn Jenner's series as well. And he said with all due, which was, this was actually kind of a funny quote. So he is the one who confirmed that he knew that, um, 
the show was supposed to be about Cassie and Colton together. When their relationship ended, Jake had said the show's direction pivoted. Underwood met with him to explain that he was considering coming out. So it's also just, a, you know, it's a little, guys, I don't love that Colton, instead of, I can't, I feel like I can't judge him too much because, again, I don't know what it's like to be him. But instead of coming out to his family, he talked about considering coming out to a bunch of reality TV producers and his, like, publicist. I don't know. Rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But Jenkins said, we saw the positive of him sharing his story. When asked about Underwood's motives, Jenkins said he already has the fame and not to speak out of turn, but this documentary is not going to make him rich. Episode two tackles football. A lot of stuff about locker room culture. I actually thought this episode was probably the most potentially influential because he got together with some other past football players uh, including Michael Sam, who was in the same draft class as him. And Michael Sam was the first openly gay drafted football player. And there was some other football players there who told their stories about coming out after playing in the NFL. And they had some pretty candid conversations. And he also went back to his high school to talk to his football coach. And the thing about the other athletes that it made me think, it's like this: these are conversations that should be had. I think there's probably a lot of closeted gay or lesbian athletes in high school who feel uncomfortable by the way their you know locker rooms are spoken about or how sports maybe perpetuate certain stereotypes and make people feel uncomfortable but it could have been like a round table or i don't know if the show exists if it doesn't that would be probably a good idea for a netflix show of exploring all different kinds of athletes maybe include colton as one but do we really need him to be like the face of all this with all the other stuff that's happened i don't know but that was interesting and i feel like that could be something that could potentially you know make a difference and help other young kids who are struggling with their sexuality and are football players in middle of nowhere, Illinois, and don't feel comfortable with the way things are discussed in their locker room or their school. He goes back to his high school, has an interesting conversation with his coach who he considers a second father. I kind of just got the vibe that the coach really did not want to be on this Netflix series and was not, you know, super down for the convo. He didn't totally register what Colton was saying about how the locker room stuff really affected him. And um, how like the school didn't really step in when people would use the term, you know, use racial or use uh, homophobic slurs and inappropriate statements about the LGBTQ kids in their school. So it just felt unnecessary. Like I just I don't know. I can't imagine that this football player, this football coach, was thrilled to be on the show. And he seems he supported Colton enough, but also did not really seem to be registering what he was saying about how maybe he kind of played a part in everything that happened. Um, and the toxic culture and stuff. And it was just bizarre. Like one second he was running passion, passing drills with his cousin who's on the football team. And the next minute they're having this deep conversation with these cameras. I don't know. Episode three is about friends. They party in Nashville with Cody Allen who works at CMT and he introduced them to some friends. They're kind of pushing Colton to date. He's clearly not ready. It's pretty awkward. Um, but he also meets Gus Kenworthy's friends who have a son who are married to men who are married with a son. And that makes Colton happy because he's seeing, you know, that, he can potentially have a family and it's not all like partying. And there's a lot of stuff about gay culture and the community. And um, in the third episode, it's all about friendship basically and dating. Episode four is about the church. Tough conversation with his like pastor growing up and whether he's still accepted in his community. That's a whole other thing to go down. Um, again, there are moments when you're watching this where you do sympathize with Colton because obviously growing up as a, you know, football player, Christian in middle of nowhere, Illinois, he didn't feel like he could be gay and he tried to pray the gay away and he was very open about that. So you do sympathize with him. And I'm sure there are people who will relate and see that. 
But then it comes full circle again to episode five where, where it's called the public. And so it's kind of goes through oh, coming out to family, friends, church, the public, football. Um, and he's preparing for GMA. And he says, I think there's a fear for me that people are going to say that I'm coming out to try and save my image and bury the drama with Cassie. That's the furthest thing from the truth. If anything, I'm ashamed and mortified of what got me in this position in the first place. I knew I couldn't hide it anymore because I didn't want to hurt anyone else. His dad, which this was in the trailer, says you went off the rails. He questions why he went to this these extremes. And Colton says, if I let her go, I'd have to deal with me. And I didn't want to do it. And I wasn't ready for it. His dad says, if Cassie said yes to marrying you, would you be married right now? And Colton says, yes. And his dad says, and living what? Miserably? And I then he kind of blames himself. He's like, why couldn't you have talked to me about this? Colton confirms that Cassie is going to find out on GMA after he tapes the interview. And Gus Kenworthy is kind of speculating like, oh, we will probably hear from her, right? Like kind of saying you you know, wouldn't be shocking to hear from an ex-girlfriend. But you could tell that Ke- Colton and his dad were like, there's no freaking way. So again, I think there's something in their legal agreement that they are no longer in communication. Um, one of my coworkers, Emma Longaretta, spoke to Colton recently, which the interview is probably live on Us Weekly's YouTube right now. And he said that he didn't give her a heads up because of the way things ended, that he couldn't. Um, he kind of mentioned in the show that he wishes he could, but he obviously took things to a level that it was unacceptable for them to ever probably speak again. You watch him see the reactions on social media, which is kind of interesting because at first it's a lot of love. And then obviously he sees that he's trending and there are people, you know, bringing up these allegations and kind of confused about why he got this GMA gig. And then all the Netflix stuff leaks or GMA interview. He says the headlines and social media starts calling me out for being a stalker and abuser and asking why I haven't addressed those allegations. There's only so much that I can do in regards to the Cassie of it all. Legally, I can't talk about it. And the only person I can blame is myself. I have to relive all those labels. I'm mortified of what I did and the effect I had on her and her family and her friends. So it's like, again, why are you doing this then? If you're so mortified, you know this is going to bring this up. You're going to drag Cassie through headlines again. And I know, obviously, this is the media. This is me talking about it. I understand that. But this is what's in the show. And I'm just giving you like a recap of what's in the show. If he didn't want Cassie to have to go through this again, he wouldn't be doing this show where he talks about it. You know what I mean? Again, there are parts of this show that are you know, going to potentially help people. Um, But there's also a huge part of his journey that is messed up. And it's interesting. And I'm not saying, you know, Colton has to go hide in a hole forever, but it hasn't really been that long. And the timing is all confusing. And the tone of the show is a little off. But maybe I'm also just not the target audience. I don't know. He also says, I catch myself going to the defense. Like I'm trying to control the situation. I put a poor girl through hell. For all my insecurities, all I can do is say sorry. Um, He meets with a pastor who is much more LGBTQ friendly and says, you know, you've never been in a healthy relationship because you've never been in a relationship where you've been yourself. Kind of tells him to take a step back and stop trying to control the narrative. Like all you can do is focus on you. He meets with him and Cassie's mutual friends. He apologizes for not giving them a heads up about GMA. One of the friends goes in on him a little bit. He's like, being gay is not okay for what you did at the end of the day. What you effing put her through was BS. You scared her. But then Fran Drescher shows up, you guys, the nanny, the nanny herself um, shows up and Fran Drescher's husband, now ex-husband came out years after they were married. So that's like the narrative and they're close friends now. And they're kind of telling Colt, talking to Colton about their journey. And it's just like the celebrity cameos and the it's, it's very bizarre and doesn't necessarily, again, the tone makes sense. And Fran Drescher and her ex-husband almost kind of 
they don't totally say this and watch it for yourself if you want to see, but almost kind of like tell them that being the bachelor and everything that happened, like it was okay because it was part of the journey. And it's like, I don't know, it's not necessarily an Oswald that ends well situation here because of how it affected Cassie. And then the real kicker here, you have Anyeka from Colton season, who they do mention in the in the fifth episode is the one of the first people to tweet um, from Colton season because he talks about how, you know, he's he's interested to see if the people from his season, which, you know, aired in what, 2018, not that long ago, how they were going to react. And he points out that Anyeka is one of the first ones to to reach out, which kind of makes sense full circle because in the last episode, she comes and they like have drinks at the pool and she talks, talks to him about it. And I don't even remember how far she got on the season, but to me, this kind of was just like, oh, and Anyeka seems lovely, but like she's the one who answered the phone call to show up and, and film this. You know what I mean? Like no shade, but it's kind of a bizarre choice to have to even do this at all. Um, and she was kind of telling him the people on the season have his back. And I just don't know if that's necessarily true. Like they're happy for him, but it kind of feels like they're team Cassie. Um, I mean, that day everyone did tweet about it, of course. And in our Us Weekly's interview with Colton, he didn't bring her up. He said that he didn't bring on Yaka up. He said that Chris Harrison is the only person from the franchise he still has a relationship with. So this part felt really unnatural to me. They flash back to a scene with Colton and Anyeka in Thailand and say um, people saw her coming to him in that scene as a lack of a reaction. But in reality, I was scared that if we end up together, she would call me on my shit. And then they talk about the fantasy suite, which Colton says, you know, there's a reason I only did one. Um, and it was the one with Tasha. And he said, people saw this blossoming relationship with Tasha, but in reality, I didn't want to go into the fantasy suite. And I put Tasha through that. He said he was scared to cross the line one way or another if he had sex, because if he did have sex with her and, you know, he knew in his heart of hearts, he was gay, then that was like another step he was taking that he was going to have to accept it because it wasn't what he wanted. He says they didn't sleep together, but, um, and he slept in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and it was like 75 degrees in there, but he just wanted to keep a boundary and Tisha was kind and you know it was a whatever whatever kind of night and that's pretty much it like that's the show it comes full circle with him getting back together with his family and closest friends and I can't imagine they're gonna do more of this show um the early reviews which again I'm recording this a few days before it's gonna be out for the public so the the early reviews are people aren't necessarily loving it um the critics again the tone feels kind of weird but he, it, it, I don't know, you guys, it, it is what it is, I guess, but I don't think they're going to do more of this. Um, Cassie, like I said, has not commented. A source told page six that she really just wants to move past any drama having to do with Colton. She's being roped back into this mess because of the Netflix show. There are a lot of bad memories associated with the end of their relationship, and she wishes there was a way to completely separate herself from this narrative. Um, I mean, I can admit, I guess, part of the problem here, because I'm telling you all the Cassie stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like this was in the show. It was on GMA, it was in the Variety cover story, and it's kind of a double-edged sword because as a journalist, you can't not ask about it. But as, you know, a human, you don't necessarily want to keep bringing the same thing up again. And obviously, Colton doesn't either, but it's also not fair to just like praise Colton and give him this amazing platform when there's this bad thing that happened so recently. So it's super complicated. Um, and I think that 
the biggest takeaway will be I can't imagine they do more episodes of this show. I hope it does help someone and reaches someone. And Colton is happy. He has a boyfriend who's in politics, actually. Um, his name is Jordan. And uh, he has been in photos with Gus before. So I think they are all friends. Colton has not been posting about him online. I think he kind of said in an interview that he doesn't want to do that again. That's something he learned from The Bachelor. His name is Jordan C. Brown. Um, he's 10 years older than him, which in the show, Colton makes it clear that he's marched in older guys. So that kind of checks out. And yeah, I don't know. I think that we'll, we'll probably, you know, see more of Colton in general, but I don't know what's going to happen um, with the rest of this show. And how it's going to play out. But that's your coming out coming out Colton recap. There are six episodes available on Netflix if you feel so inclined to watch. But I pretty much just told you everything you need to know if you're watching it from a Bachelor perspective. Um, if there's another perspective, go ahead. It's out there. There was you know, a, a petition to not have this show air at all that had like 35,000 signatures or something. And I'm interested to see how the rest of you feel about it. And if anybody tunes in to the show. Um, and yeah, for more on Colton, you can go to usmagazine.com and watch our interview with him. And don't forget to come back um, next week as we break down the final episodes of Michelle's season of The Bachelorette.